is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to the title sponsor of The Big Show, that's Big O. Uh, it's the final weeks of Big O's Buy 3, Get 1 Free sale. Hurry in and don't forget to take advantage of their pay-nothing-today financing options. Big O Tires, the team you trust. We're hoping to be talking to Alema Harrington coming up here momentarily. We are hoping. He did like Austin's tweet announcing that he was going to be on the show today. <laughs> so we know that he will be on the show today. Oh, we're pretty sure. Well, we, uh, we don't know nothing. Austin's first attempt went to voicemail. That's why. I think he but finally. It, yeah, it looks like Austin's talking to somebody right now. So that's that's probably good I news for us. Not an operator. <laughs> <laughs> or one of Alema's kids or Tao or something. Be like, I don't know Tau. where he is. <laughs> How's Tao doing? Man, I saw Tao at a jazz game. Jeez, I guess it would have been over a year ago now. God, I like Tao. If, you, if you've never met Alema's twin brother, Tao, he is a superhuman being. And he was involved with the Warriors rugby team last time I uh, I talked to him. Don't we we kind of like Tao better than we like Alema, don't wow, we? Wow, I never said that. In fact, let's ask Alema what hey, Tao's hey, up to. Hey, I can hear you. <laughs> up to, up to the smart brain special guest line we go. He is Alema Harrington. You can catch him on AT&T Sportsnet and on Football Fridays with us during the football season. Yes, we yes. know you can hear us, Alema. But we do love your brother, Tao. Yeah. He's a great dude. Otherwise man. known as Tao's brother. And I, I'm, I, you know, that that's flattering for me because he's such a good guy. We all know that. So, um, yeah, I'm not. I, I don't uh, take offense to that whatsoever. I now, just play around. Now, <laughs> I know this. I le- now, here's how you know Tao's a great guy because my my own family has made this mistake. But Alema and Tao are identical twins. Uh huh. And how many times over Tao's life has somebody come up to him and been like, "Oh, Alema, I'm a big <laughs> fan of yours." Right. All the time. All he the hates time. that. <laughs> he does. I don't think I, I know. He, he's he a strong take, word. He, he takes it in stride. He's like, "Yeah, hey, yeah." You know, and if it, you know, if time warrants, then he might say, well, that's my brother. And most of the time when he says that, people go, no, come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Alema, what was it like growing up as a twin? Was that, uh, did you get involved in the hijinks that you always hear twins uh, pulling, you know, switching identities? Well, Tao Tao was too too much of a stand-up guy to do any of that. So, (laughs) you know, I probably would have tried to. To egg him on a little bit, but uh, he was he was he had, he had too much integrity, so not much of that. Um, you know, no great stories to tell. Oh yeah, like I went and took a math test for him and that kind of thing. Because it would always be like, hey, Tao, can you go take my math test? It would never be the other way around. It's like, hey, Alemo, you want to go? Like that would be, you know, just bad for him. <laughs> you never, you never, you never went up, out. There's a twin. Yeah, that's the best. You never went out on a date with uh, his uh, whatever, none of that. No, no, no. We never pulled that one either. And <laughs> and you would think that you know whoever you're dating would be able to tell the difference. Um, but you know, I've had you know somebody that he was you know high school girlfriends with or something come up and mistake me for him, but not to the point where we're holding hands walking <laughs> you know around campus. Oh man! Well, hey, the Big Show is a big fan of the Harrington brothers, and please tell Tao we said what up. 
I will. I All will. Right. Uh, Alema, uh, excited to have yeah. you on the show today. Want to get your response to the the front office shakeup that happened Sunday night? Uh, you know, big kind of a big move. Yeah, I mean, big moves, and and I think that you kind of anticipate that something's going to happen during an off season, and um, but you know, much like a lot of the things that happened this year, including the Dwayne Wade announcement. Um, like we weren't privy to, you know, any rumblings or like this is going to happen. Be ready when, you know, you know, this this happens or, or whatever. I was a little uh, taken by surprise. Um, but then, you know, as you understand kind of the, the things that were going on and then it makes sense. I think that Dennis was looking at something like this maybe for the last couple of years. And and, you know, it's always interesting when stories break like this because everybody wants to know the dirty details, like what happened here. And, and nobody really knows except the guys that, that are there, right? Um, so, um, you know, you, you, you look forward to whatever is next for Dennis. He was such an incredible, played such a big role in getting us to, to where we are today um, and building this roster and if it's you know time for him, and he's decided he wants to to step into an advisory role and do something different, then you know more power to him. I'm sure he'll be great and successful in whatever he does. And for us, you know, for the, the you know the front office and and what it will look like, what the replacements will look like, or how that shifts around. And Zanuck Zanuck has done a great job. He will continue to do that. Um, so I, I think you know you look forward to. To what's next? I think when when um, when Ryan Smith took over this team, you 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 knew that there's probably going to be some changes made here and there, um, and so I think we're experiencing that. Um, it was a great year, great regular season uh, that ended too soon uh, as far as the playoffs are concerned, and and now it's really about getting ready for next year. So, Lemma, you talked about Ryan Smith there. He obviously, the Millers did a terrific job and very steady, uh, respected franchise around the NBA doing it their way. What do you make of uh, uh, Ryan Smith's approach thus far? I've, I've really loved uh, kind of the um, the infusion of this, this energy um, and uh, wanting to you know, not come in and change everything, but at the same time, you know, seeing some things that he's been looking at from the sidelines probably for many years and uh, knowing that if you were to, you know, buy this franchise, there's some things that he would implement. And, you know, when he first stepped in, one of the, the main messages, and you guys were on some of these calls too, was, was really about um, want to change the way people look at the state of Utah. And, the way that they look at the state of Utah has a lot to do with the way that they view the Utah Jazz, uh, because you know, in, in a lot of ways, the, the Jazz represent the state as much as anything, maybe short of the, you know, the the delicate arch. So you know, everybody associates Utah with the Utah Jazz, and and so that that's a pretty big mantle um, to to hold, and so. Um, some of the things that he's done, and, and, and I've said this before, I think the biggest, uh, aside from, you know, Jordan Clarkson resigning and long-term contracts for Rudy and, and for, for Donovan was the Dwayne Wade move and how that almost automatically and instantaneously changed the way that people looked at the Utah Jazz franchise. 
So, you know, I've enjoyed what what he's been doing as, as far as being able to kind of as much as he can as the owner, um, maybe change the way that fans around the league, the NBA sports fans, uh, look at the state of Utah. And, you know, it helps when we have the, the hottest economy in, in the country. You know, there's not like um, Ryan Smith is the only one doing great things. So, you know, our government locally is doing great things and our community is doing great things. So um, I, don't, I don't know if the timing could have been any better for Ryan Smith to come in and implement the things that he wanted to implement. And I've enjoyed it. So, Lemma, uh, the Jazz followed the Clippers in the second round. It was a pretty brutal way to lose a playoff series. Yeah. There's no doubt. And you can tell the players were, were pretty crushed by it. Um, but now that we've had a, what, uh, over a week to kind of diagnose things, what are you taking out of the Jazz playoff run specifically? Well, uh, you know, that the injuries mean a lot. And it wasn't just, you know, the, the Mike Conley injury. And it wasn't just the Donovan Mitchell injury. When, when Rudy Gobert takes that ball in the first quarter of that game six, um, I think people have underestimated how impactful that was because you look at, at the way Rudy defended in what game two when he's blocking a shot at the end of the game um, and closing out on a three-point shooter versus what Rudy was able to do as far as trying to close gaps on on you know, players that are out beyond the three-point line, his mobility was just, it was affected by that fall. And so injuries are just, I mean, they're, they're something that um, you can plan for to the best of your ability. And I think that, you know, the Jazz have a great training staff and trying to get guys back on, on the court in a, in a timely fashion and, and uh, with the, the health of the player in mind and the benefit of the team. But, you know, to have those kinds of injuries to basically your three all-stars, right, um, all injured in that last game and, you know, 25-point lead in the second half wasn't enough. And that was what was really hard for all of us, I think, watching that, is that you have the best record in the NBA and closed strong without Mike Conley and without Donovan on the floor, and then, you, you know, you close out the season by losing four in a row. Like, that's rough. And that's been hard, I think, for people to digest, and and including you know maybe you know first and foremost, and and more than anyone else, the players and the coaches and the front office, you know, trying to digest that. So it, it was a tough way to end it, um, but I'm looking forward to August and some some uh, you know summer league basketball, and then the start of football, and then uh, get ready for you know uh, start of a new season. So, Lemma, what do you think if you if you were going to add one thing to the jazz soup? What, yeah. what would you? What ingredient would you add? Well, you know, I've been asked this question. I'm sure you guys have uh, multiple times, and it's the the true two way player, right? And I'm not talking about a you know a, a G League player. I'm talking about the guy that can play offense and defense. You know, more in the kind of the the mold of uh, Royce O'Neal. Um, and even watching this Phoenix Clippers series, um, you look at some of you know it makes you really make, makes you miss um, you know you know some of the, the the Crowder and kind of that energy and that defensive energy. Um, but I think that the Jazz were lacking that in enough depth to be able to adjust to teams going small. 
Uh, and not just the Clippers. I mean, struggling with that at different times during the season. And um, not so much a guy that can give you 30, but a guy that can prevent somebody from getting 30, right, is uh, I think what the Jazz are you know, probably looking for. And they're not, they're not alone. The league is – everybody's looking for that guy too. But trying to find that guy where – you can get them probably not going to be in the draft unless it's, you know, they're going to develop that over a period of time. But that would be my glaring thing. It's like we need that true two-way player that, that you know, can give you some scoring but really can be another lockdown defender. Lemma Harrington is with us. So Lemma, of course, you join us for Football Fridays during the college football season, so I want to run a football question by you. Let's do it. I came by a ranking from uh, CBS Sports that ranked the <clears throat> ranking NFL 2021 first-round quarterbacks by team situation. And he put yeah. together kind of a formula to do this whole thing. I won't bore everybody. But uh, Zach Wilson was fifth out of five. How mm. – I guess I, I said before the draft that, man, anybody but the Jets. Just, just I know everybody yeah. wanted him to go second, but I was hoping he'd slide. So we ended up anywhere but the Jets. What do you think about yeah, that? I mean, preferably San Francisco, but, you know, yeah. um, and, and, and to, you know, your point of not boring everybody with, you know, how they got to that ranking, um, I, would, I would imagine that team situation plays a large role in that. And, and so Zach's got his hands full. Um, you know, the Jets obviously have their hands full in trying to, to change culture and trying to change perception. Um, and so, you know, I think you, you take that into account where he went. And um, I think that that's going to be heavily weighted because there have been a lot of, you know, good to, to great QBs that have gone to New York and um, they have not been able to be successful there. You hope that, that Zach is the exception to that rule and that, um, you know, he as well as the coaching staff, they breathe new life into to that, that program, that franchise. Um, but there's no question um, he's going to have his work cut out for him. They're in the honeymoon phase right now, um, but we'll see what happens once the game starts. And, you know, you're looking at, you know, at where you're going to point the finger. Is going to be receivers, going to be um, offensive line and bad protection or – you know, you hope that everything falls into place and, and they're able to get off to a good start. But, you know, history is not is not real favorable in that regard. Let me ask you further about that. Uh, that How do you feel, Alema, about rookie quarterbacks as a whole uh, in any organization? I mean, that's a lot well, to absorb in the NFL. There's all kinds of new terminology. There's like everything is faster, bigger, better. Yeah. And, and making that adjustment uh, is is pretty uh, tough to do. Yeah, rare rare is it that we see a rookie quarterback come in and just light things up. I mean, it just you're always in a better situation. And I say this for college football. I don't know if we'll talk some BYU football as well, but you're always in a better situation when you come in as an understudy and then have your opportunity. You get to learn and see and, you know, at times like, you know, Aaron Rodgers gets to sit behind Brett Favre and and absorb and understand and learn. Um, It's always tough to throw a guy into that next level 
And I think we all agree that jumping from high school to college is one thing, and Division One especially, but then jumping from even Power Five into the, the NFL at the QB position. There's other guys that you look at and say, you know what, I think that guy's NFL ready. We say this about players in the NBA. The guy's NBA ready. We see him in a combine or whatever. We see him in college basketball. But at the quarterback position, it's just a whole different game. Terminology is part of it. Um, you know, Zach is a, a very intelligent quarterback. So his ability to to pick things up, which is, I think, one of the reasons why the Jets were so high on him was because of his acumen and his ability to um, absorb and, and read and, and pick up terminology and, and game plans. Um, and that will serve him well. But, uh, you know, once that ball is snapped on, on a regular Sunday, everything just gets kind of crazy. All right, Alimba, before we uh, let you go, I, I have a, a note on a – it's kind of personal, but you and I have been friends for a long time, so I, I feel like uh, you know, I can tell you about my hurt feelings. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you, you know, we you did Football Friday with Coach Mack and Scotty and Hans for a long time, and then last year <laughs> you, you came to our show, and, man, I thought we had a great experience. We, we produced some magic on the radio, and you and yeah. Coach Mack – Even with Gordon not there. <laughs> even with Gordon not there. And you – I was there. I just wasn't there. You and Coach Mack both individually have golf tournaments, and somehow I went 0 for 2 on invites this year. So I just just am hurt a little bit personally. That's all. I appreciate you putting that out there because I'm making the list now for – for next year's tournament, and you and Gordon are on that list. You know, because Gordon and I are, are both passionate about both yours and Coach Max's yes. causes. I feel like we could bring some energy to the whole thing. We both love golf, Yeah, and I, I was just hurt. So I that's did all. feel a little left out. Well, you know what? You know what, Jake? It says a lot for our relationship with dates back all the way to the original Red and Blue show. It does. That we were able to have this conversation on the air. For everybody to hear, instead of calling me privately and letting me know then. <laughs> I got you. Do have a point. Yeah. You do have a point. Yeah, yeah. 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 maybe the wrong time. Time and place. You know, call Cal. You tell him. You let him handle that. Uh, Alema, we we do we love you. And, and serious about your golf tournament. I, I I'm half kidding. Uh, yeah, proud kidding. proud of uh, only half. Proud of you for the effort with that. By the way, it, it is it, it's an amazing cause and and you do great work. So I, I'm half joking, but uh, we are proud of you for that. You guys are on the list. All right, buddy. Hey, well, Alema, you gonna do right. anything? You gonna do anything fun this summer? Well, I've got back surgery scheduled from a week from today. Well, so that, fun. you know, send that flowers. will be first and foremost. Um, but after that, I hope it is. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Austin. But after that, some fun could be had, right? But after that, after that, you know, we, you know, my wife and my little ones, we love doing, uh, you know, the, the, the hiking and the adventure. So we're going down to Zion's and we'll probably hit arches and, and we love doing that kind of stuff and, and hope to get out of state too. Um, a little travel. So looking forward to that. But it starts up quick, man. We got, you know, summer league in August and then football, high school football starts in August. And so then we're there. We're back at it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. LMA. Well, hey, good luck with with the surgery, Thank man. You. And glad you're taking care of yourself. That's a good thing. All right, guys. Thank you. All right. See you, buddy. That's our friend, Alema Harrington. I probably day. could have just sent him a text. Yeah, yeah you could have done that. Yeah. Oh, well.
The other the other week, uh, I was in the uh, press uh, room here at the arena, and Bowler was there, and a limo was there, and we were talking about football injuries. Let's just say there between the two of those guys, there was there was some cleanup needed. You know, you could mention that I was there too. You oh know, yeah, you could, I thought you, you came, but you came after that conversation, <laughs> didn't you? No, you were there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> boy, you're being left out, left and right. <laughs> oh, you were that you guy know, over there on the other side. I, I have, uh, you know, three co-hosts during the football season on Fridays, <laughs> and all three of them have left me out of something recently. So that's nice. All right, stay tuned. One more next, we our love friend you, Jake. Our we friend, love you. <laughs> our friend Chase from Smart Rain will join us right around the corner. It's a big show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. And Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone. Little Doobie Brothers. Who's this one going out to, Austin? Jared with a DM. All right, Jared. Uh, courtesy of our friend uh, Chase from Smart Rain, who's in the house today. Uh, it's a total request Tuesday. Rain, uh, water songs. Um, <laughs> Want to remind you about our friends at Rough Tough. Rough Tough sets the industry standard for custom seat covers for cars, trucks, SUVs, and UTVs. Get the, get the best fit seat covers for the make, model, and year of your vehicle and do some business with a Utah company since 1976. Check them out today, roughtough.com. That's roughtough.com. You know, that's uh, becoming quickly one of my favorite reads just because I like saying rough tough. <laughs> it just goes together well, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it rhymes. Roughtoughstuff.com. You know, there are some things that, like, uh, I'm I'm really sad that Jack Tuttle didn't work out uh, at the University of Utah because, frankly, I think he has the most fun name to say ever. Jack Tuttle sounds like a character out of a uh, like a out of a Tom Clancy book. Jack Tuttle. I think it sounds like the high school uh, star quarterback. Yeah, kind of appropriate there. Jack Tuttle threw for. 400 yards. Well, Jack's just a good name to start with. Strong handle. Yeah. President I mean, Jack Tuttle. See, that has a ring to it. It just felt like a... So the other Serial name, killer Jack Tuttle. You know, the other name I really love to say was uh, former Utah State defensive coordinator Todd Orlando. <laughs> Same idea. Yeah. Todd Orlando and Don. It's like it's like a Grisham character. Yep. That, Don Orlando? Yeah. No, because Tony Orlando and Don, that, he was a singer. And that was his group. You, have you ever heard of Tony Orlando? I have. I have not. I didn't know about Don. I think that's what the group was called, wasn't it? Tony Orlando and Don was the name of the group? Like yeah, Don, I mean, like, like D-O-N, or Don, like D-A-W-N? I think that was it. Like just some dude named Don no. is his, <laughs> his backup band? I'd like to thank Don, the guy with the with the symbols on his feet and the and the big drum. <laughs> 
The guy's spinning plates on a stick in the back. Have you ever seen a live one man? Here I am. I'm Tony Orlando. And that's Don. Thanks to Don. Have you ever seen a live one man band? Yeah. It's incredible. It's so fun. It is incredible. Where'd you see something like that? I saw it at the old, and it's now defunct pizza joint in Holiday, Geppetto's. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, here? here oh. Yeah. oh, wait, oh, that's yeah. not there anymore? No, it's not. Oh. Uh-uh. It hasn't been for a while. Yeah, I've never there. seen one here. They used I to have it. live music on Fridays. On the street? Uh, yeah, I saw it on the street corner of San Diego. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. The guy I saw looked a guy like here. the guy from Mary Poppins. Like uh, with the one-man band, the cymbals on his feet and the <laughs> bass drum in front of him yeah. and the accordion around him. And oh, I'm telling you. He had, you, he had, he had a hat. The, did he yeah. have the, the, uh, the phone wrapped around yeah. his body? He had a hat with, like, jingle bells on us when he'd shake his head back and forth. <laughs> dude, the guy the guy I saw at, at Geppetto's, I'm telling you what, this dude had to practice for uh, 50% of his life in order to get this good at what he was doing. I mean, he was jamming. I mean, and he was playing at a pizza joint? Yeah, playing like 10 different <laughs> instruments at once. I don't know well, how he... He worked hard for that. Yeah. Gordon, how many uh, one-man bands are selling uh, <laughs> platinum, going platinum these days? I mean, it's not like... I mean, I, I think playing restaurants and bars is your he lot in life. He, wasn't at, he to, wasn't at the garden the night before. Yeah. Will huh? you do me a favor, Austin, and Google one-man band? I, I, let's, I, I want to see you. The other day we did... Uh, Actually, hold the phone. Hold hold on. Do one man band Don. (laughs) (laughs) And Don. No. Tony Orlando and Don. I think that was the name. Uh, An old Dominion song. Yeah, yeah. That's a great song. Oh, that song makes my wife cry. Uh, Wait, why why are we talking about country music? I thought we were talking about one man band. No, they they did a song, One Man Band. And so he's looking. I want to hear some. I want to hear a one man band perform. And I wanted to hear the music. We did bagpipes while you were gone, by the way. For a band of the day? We didn't. <laughs> we didn't. Gordon tried to convince us that contemporary bagpipe music exists, not, and it doesn't. Not contemporary, but but uh, sort of not. not. There's a one-man band guy doing the final countdown. Oh, really? This is this amazing. Is one guy. guy. Bicycle helmet with a symbol on it. And then the hi-hat is attached to his ankle, and he's got an accordion in his left hand, attached to his right arm, and on his right hand is a keyboard. Listen to this. And now he's blowing on a harmonica. Wow. I'm telling you. He looks like the dad on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids when he's looking for the kids in the lawn. Yeah, see, this isn't Bert just lumbering around the park. This is like, this is something. Oh, he's into it. Look at this. It's amazing. I mean, really, it His should parents be, must be so proud. It should be Tony Orlando and Don. They sent him to Georgetown play for like this. this. You can play like that. You don't need six other, I, you know, musicians in the background. You know, you, you think about how hard it is to, what is it, rub your stomach and pat your head? You know, do two different things at the same time? How does somebody play ten different instruments at the same time? How is that even possible? Now they're dancing. <laughs> He's dancing while he's doing all this? In a big old circle while spinning in a small circle. Uh, Google it. The final countdown plus popcorn plus Kalinka. Wow. One man bands. We've had some odd topics today. I'm just getting back to uh, the difficulty I had with Austin on the bagpipe Uh. thing. Have you ever heard bagpipes that weren't like like, uh, a military march? 
I don't think of military marches when I think of bagpipes. I think of funerals. Okay, oh, yeah, so let, have you ever heard of bagpipes in like uh, uh, as a member of a band? No. There's the guy on the drums, the guy on the guitar, <laughs> and Fred on the bag. No. No, I like the term. This on the was bag. an hour of my life oh, on Friday. It's terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. yeah. Bagpipes, they make me I sad. Love, I love bagpipes. I mean, but not the... And uh, then I challenged you and said, when's the last time you just dialed up some bagpipe music? Never. We heard some bagpipe. <laughs> not once. We heard some bagpipe music on this show many, many years ago because we we found it somehow, and it was really I really liked it. It, it was almost eerie kind of... You know, kind of like, uh, like I know the day you're talking about when your band of the day choice was bagpipes. <laughs> yes, and I found a song that was nine <laughs> minutes long and cut it into sections. <laughs> I think there's, there's a kind of bagpipe music that that I like that almost sounds like Irish or, you know, it's Scottish. You know, that's what you think of when you think of bagpipes, where they weave it into the song and it's just very melodic and soothing and Makes you feel good. You mean like <laughs> my heart will go on on Titanic? Is that what you're meaning? Well, yeah. I mean, sort of. Well, or some of the other music that's on that soundtrack. Yeah. But that's not just a, a band. And I promise you, you've never driving home went, you know what? I'm going to fire this up on the old iPhone. No, no. He just thinks, let's torture our listeners today. <laughs> I know. For two days. <laughs> two. Jeez. Mm. Two. Hmm. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at 1.30 as the Zone counts you down to the start of the 2021 season by listing off the top 60 players in the state of Utah as voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the Top 60 and 60, weekdays at 1.30. Presented by Cypress Credit Union and ICON. On your home of the best college football coverage in Utah. 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey guys. Jake here to tell you about my friends at Peach Window and Door. We are so excited about the good folks at Peach. Uh, Their owner, Cindy, and her group are just passionate Utah Jazz fans. They're great. They're Zone Sports listeners. And, of course, they are Utah's premier window and door retailer, combining beauty and technology on windows and doors since 1993. Uh, You've got to check them out. In fact, if you get a chance, get into their showroom just off 3rd West and 2940 South. See for yourself what they're capable of. If you can dream it, they can do it. They can do custom work, and they do the best work around. You can also jump online to their website, peachbuildingproducts.com. Find out where they have over 250 five-star reviews on Google. Listen, they are a turnkey window and door company. They don't do high-pressure sales. They don't do contractors, no ghosting. They'll take care of your window and door needs. Their crews install them, and they back it up with guarantees designed to bring peace of mind to satisfied customers. And customer service is a big thing to the good folks at Peach. They will always answer the phone. You will always talk to a human. Plus, they offer 0% interest financing uh, with free in-home estimates you got to check it out for yourself peach uh, peachbuildingproducts.com their showroom 2940 south 300 west or you can simply call them schedule that estimate 801-556-1255 801-556-1255 peach window and door there isn't much that makes austin horton angry wait 
we kidding? Almost everything makes Austin upset. This is Austin's airing of grievances. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time for Austin's List. The EP, Austin Horton, has an enemies list someplace you don't want to find your name, but yet we add people all the time. Who's going on the list today, Austin? Uh, this man uh, is named, oh, oh God, it's hard to say, Robert Gowitzer Jr. goes on the list today. Who? You know, Bob. Bob Gowitzer, <laughs> the second. Uh, the, the police say an Iowa man attempted to get revenge, which, you know, that always piques my interest because you know what I say You're about a revenge. revenge guy. It is, this is your enemy's <laughs> list. Is, yes. I, yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, he attempted to get revenge on his local, I'll say, fast food establishment after he was shafted out of sauce for his chicken nuggets. But things, and this is not my, I didn't write this, things blew up in his face as this wah, wah, writer. Wah. Mm. Ankeny, Iowa police arrested Robert Gowitzer Jr. on Saturday night after he allegedly threatened to blow up the restaurant and punch an employee over missing condiments. Jeez. Investigators told a TV station that the 42-year-old suspect called the fast food chain after leaving the drive-thru and discovering his order was incorrect. After police contacted Gowitzer and asked him, did you call back to said fast food place and say, I'll punch you in the face and blow this place up? His response was, yeah, I, yeah, I did. No, that's not a good idea. You deny that. Yeah, he's out on bond. <laughs> yeah, that's something you say. I've, yeah, I've never been to that place Who is before. this? Wrong number. Click. I, I'm allergic to barbecue sauce. So, so, uh, it, so anyway, this guy goes on the list. And uh, look, I am, I am from time to time uh, want to go through a drive-thru like six out of the seven days a week. And uh, I often get the wrong order. I'm a little picky. I only like certain, you know, I don't, I'm not the one that just goes through whatever's on it. That's I, but if I get it, the order comes to me wrong. You know what I do? Deal with it. I either eat it, <laughs> give it away or throw it out and go to the next place and get it ordered again. Because what I don't want is the revenge loogie in yeah, the replacement yeah, I'm, mill. I'm with you well there, said. dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you were ever, ever to, in a situation where you could dream up where you would lean towards sending the mill back. You certainly don't do it with a threat of bombing the yeah, place. Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Bob, Bob Goldwitzer Jr., you're on the list, fella. Just get your barbecue sauce from somewhere else and move along. Yeah, there are bigger things to worry about than that. What what uh, uh, customer service faux pas would be willing or, or would be warranting a, 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 a threat to burn the place down? Like, what what would have to happen? To, for you legitimately to be justified in well, saying, you know what, I'm going to blow this place up. If, if I said, uh, you know, uh, give me a number three uh, extra cheese and value size it. And they said, really? Because you don't look like you need it. <laughs> that would cause you. That uh, might be it. Yeah. Uh, maybe. And by the way, whenever I hear somebody threatening to blow the place up, I think of that Home Depot story <laughs> where the guy burst into the burst into the bathroom and says, everybody clear out. I'm fixing to blow this place up. <laughs> and someone called the cops. 
There's <laughs> a bomb threat yeah, in the laboratory. Yeah. Some scary moments for customers at a Kansas Home Depot. Police responded to reports of a bomb threat at the store in Wichita. A customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments, and that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up. <laughs> fixing to blow it up. <laughs> You know, I really am. I think I say this every time I hear that, but I'm going to start using the word fixing to a lot more. Fixing. It's a southern thing. I'm fixing to have Usually. a good dinner tonight. Yeah, I'm going to start using fixing more. Okay. I laugh every time I hear you say it. I'm fixing to blow this place up. <laughs> and he was being courteous. Oh. He was doing a nice thing saying, everybody out. get out. <laughs> Here's this, your fair shot. <laughs> this is going to get real serious real soon. I'm fixing to blow this place up. <laughs> and he knew. He knew in advance. So. Could you imagine his surprise when the cops showed up and they were like, hey, did you threaten to blow up the Home Depot? It's like, wait, no. No. No, but I just did have a, a very explosive experience in the bathroom. Stay out of stall, too. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, it was more a public service announcement. Oh, man. That makes me laugh every time. All right. We're going to catch up with our friend Chase from Smart Rank coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5. And 1280 The Zone. Man, shows got go by fast these days, Gordo. Yeah, it's fun. We've had a, a good time today, even though we have, uh, it, it's kind of like, um, well, I always use the example, it's like throwing a Super Bowl in a shower stall. You know, some of our topics were bouncing all over the place today. Oh, I thought you said Super Bowl. I was very super, confused. Super Bowl. It could be, you know, it'd you know, be tough you know to play super football. Ball is? Yeah, the bouncy balls. Yeah. It'd be tough to play football in a shower. <laughs> never tried it <laughs> have you ever been in um, what's the biggest shower you ever been in I don't know one of those uh, like uh, uh, you know big locker room showers right if you were to fix up your house would you uh, like uh, accessorize your shower would you like make it bigger and you know put a TV in there <laughs> maybe a toaster oven uh, I do appreciate a good shower, but I think I would prioritize other portions of the home before I, I did the shower. And as we learned from Chase today at Smart Rain, you got to really conserve the water yeah, when you're showering. Trim that up a you little bit. You don't want to spend time in there. I got a, in a shower once that had spigots coming from every direction, you know, coming from up above like a, a traditional shower. But it also had like it had spigots that were behind and in front. <laughs> Look at the time. It's time to go. From the sides. I mean it was hidden every every part of every part of the body. <laughs> uh, not bad. I did have a friend whose parents uh, master bathroom had double shower. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen those before, too. And there was a sign on the wall that said, Save water, bathe with a friend. Hmm. Yeah, but if it has two spigots, it's, it's the same amount of water. Right? You got them. <laughs> That's the point of the story. Would you feel comfortable sharing with your wife? <laughs> yeah. 
And well, how dare you? God. I never thought to, on today's show that we'd be talking about some shower Gordon found on Swinger <laughs> Island. It was my mother-in-law's house. Please. Let me guess it was in Draper. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow wow. on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs>